Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews there anytime at Quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R. It's been a while since I've been able to record on this particular podcast. In between, if you ever want to hear my takes on Infinity War or Borg versus McEnroe, check out some of the more recent episodes of the In Session Film podcast. Go to InSessionFilm.com and you'll catch my reviews on there with JD. You can also go to my website, Quipster.net, and read my Infinity War review as well. Before I get into today's review, I want to thank Rachel for contributing to my Patreon page. I did mention Rachel a couple of episodes ago in her YouTube review show. She's actually changed her review show and is now doing podcasting work, audio podcasting work like this one. And I do want to encourage everybody to check out Gritty Films. That's grittyfilms.com. That's G-R-I-D-D-Y films.com. And catch her review podcast. I've been listening to it. I really like it. She's actually going through the Marvel films from the beginning, starting with Iron Man and going to mix it up a little bit in between with other films, but to get through all of the Marvel films, and I guess in a little bit she's going to cover such heady films as 2001 A Space Odyssey and The Truman Show and uh, getting into some X-Files and Jurassic Park and all kinds of other good stuff. So check that out, grittyfilms.com. Thank you, Rachel, for your contribution. Today I'm going to be getting into the latest in the Marvel world, not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the one put out by Fox. This is uh, the X-Men offshoot Deadpool. This is the sequel to Deadpool, actually. Deadpool 2. And Deadpool is an R-rated movie. It has a lot of violence, some sex, a splash of brief nudity, and a lot of vulgarity. So definitely don't bring the kids necessarily. It's an hour and 59 minutes. The director is David Leach, and the cast includes Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, Miranda Baccarin, and Zazie Beetz. The screenwriters include Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese, and Ryan Reynolds. This is a follow-up to the uh, 2016 film, just called Deadpool, and that was a huge smash hit back in 2016. But this one gives ongoing fans of that film more of what they enjoyed so much in that original outing, except with a much larger budget here and more heroes to root on. Fox, the studio that produced Deadpool, had originally been a bit gun-shy on the R-rated aspects of Tim Miller's take in the original film. They limited the budget to a mere $50 million, but after that movie went on to make nearly $800 million worldwide, that's the highest gross for any R-rated film in movie history, just under the Passion of the Christ if you just count the domestic U.S. box office Fox really had no such illusions about going back for round two with Deadpool 2 here in 2018. This offers the same comical take on absurdly grisly violence, some low-taste sex and potty gags, and gleefully ribald envelope-pushing moments that are injected with great gusto. This time it's helmed by John Wick's director, David Leach, who does a pretty respectable job in picking up the tone where Tim Miller had left off. He adds his specialty as a former stunt coordinator in order to bolster up the action sequences, while the original screenwriters for Deadpool, Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese, make sure that the dry banter and the fourth wall-breaking humor stays on par. Obviously, as I just mentioned, Ryan Reynolds also contributes to the screenplay, mostly ad-libs here. And though the element of surprise is not as prevalent for this second go-round, 
As the defiance of cliches has become the cliche, it nevertheless delivers the goods that you're probably going to expect and want. For instance, in terms of surprises, the opening sequence of 2016's version of Deadpool offered guffaws in the title sequence of the film that had none. But in Deadpool 2, we're looking for that kind of joke. And we get it. It's funny here still, and much flashier because it offers a lot of James Bond flick sort of visuals, but it's not nearly as funny as the first go-round in terms of its humor, which is probably what one could say about the film as a whole. It's funny, not as funny as the first film, but it is flashier because of the extra expense that they could have in visuals. Ryan Reynolds here, he continues on with a quip-filled clown role that he was just born to play. He allows for more deadpan meta moments amid the insanity that is the rest of heavily scarred, both physically and psychologically, Wade Wilson's topsy-turvy life. In this entry, Wade is on the verge of living the closest thing that he's ever had to a normal life. He's ready to be a father here. He's given the green light from his girlfriend, Vanessa, to proceed with building a family. The problem is that the mercenary-turned-hero is still in a world of cutthroat criminals out to snuff him out, which forces events that has the anti-hero doing some soul-searching on what to do to redeem his life when even suicide won't suffice to put him at ease once things turn sour. Wade's fatherly instincts are going to soon be put to the test when he meets Russell Collins, a.k.a. Firefist, who is a wayward but powerful mutant who he discovers may have been bullied and abused in his group home to the point where he's decided to explore a path of wrath, lashing out against the world in potentially deadly anger. Wade's sympathies result in a prison stint, but he soon gets sprung by a mysterious mutant from the future named Cable, played by Josh Brolin, who's come back to the world of 2018 to make a change that he feels will secure the future from its apocalyptic state. Now, unlike the original film in which no one knew exactly what to expect, fans will probably come back expecting more of the same, which is exactly what is delivered here in Deadpool 2. That's always a double-edged sword for film reviewers like me, because derivativeness in films is usually derided by us, who are always searching for something new to recommend, but... As Deadpool is still the only game in town in terms of R-rated superhero fare with the end of the Wolverine saga in Logan, it's only derivative to its own breakthrough style, so it's really hard to criticize it for playing in the sandbox that it has built itself. Josh Brolin here making an appearance as fan favorite from the X-Men comics Cable, the high-powered cybernetic time traveler, the actor who also appeared just recently, like a month ago, as the big baddie Thanos in the recent release of Avengers Infinity War, he sets himself here up to be the adversary of just about every Marvel hero in any franchise. Josh Brolin plays the part deadly seriously, something that doesn't really escape Deadpool, who comments snarkily that Cable's grimness makes him more suitable to be in a DC Comics flick. As the filmmakers are quick to assemble the X-Force, that's again stemming from both Cable and Deadpool's history as part of the offshoot mutant team in Marvel Comics, we get an appearance from the ever-lucky Domino. She's played with confident verve by Zazie Beetz and a slew of others who may or may not make the cut, which becomes one of the funnier, more surprising sequences in the film, the building up and the tearing down of X-Force. In addition, Deadpool 2 takes the time to find roles for supporting players from the first film, including Colossus, Negaton, Teenage Warhead, Blind Al, Dopender, and others. The 80s baiting is particularly strong with this character that originated and was popularized in the 90s. Come to think of it, 
with plenty of references to such movies as Yentl and Flashdance and The Terminator and Say Anything plus 80 songs like AHA's Take On Me and Air Supplies All Out of Love and Dolly Parton's 9 to 5, Pat Benatar's We Belong gets a play in this film. This is definitely in keeping with a lot of the 80s nostalgia that has taken over so many very self-referential meta properties over the last few years. Not to get too dated, though, there's more modern references as well, including a recurring joke about the validity of dubstep and another smaller one involving Deadpool mistakenly attributing cultural appropriation for a white guy who has the word black in his nickname. Like reheated day-old pizza, Deadpool 2 may not be as fresh, but it's still tasty enough to consume and enjoy. The second time around, fans who don't expect Deadpool 2 to go into a different direction than its predecessor are likely going to find plenty to enjoy here, while those who didn't quite care for Wade Wilson's antics probably won't find anything to change their mind on the franchise enough to feel it necessary to come back for more. It feels a bit on the long side. It's an hour and 59 minutes. That's just a minute shorter than the big mega blockbuster Justice League, particularly because it contains a number of lulls too, but any slowdown in the laughs or the thrills are more than made up for when the comedy and action hit their strides yet again. This may be a nihilistic experience, but it gleefully follows few rules and even makes fun of those other properties that adhere to those rules. So I suppose that's the formula of irony for this franchise that excels at pointing out the silliness of formulas in other properties. So I enjoy Deadpool. I, d- I do want to mention before I get into my final grade that there are a few short mid-credits scenes. I won't spoil them here, but stick around for the end credits. There's not a stinger at the very, very end, but definitely worth sticking around through the credits anyway for those extra scenes. As far as Deadpool 2 goes, I think it delivers the goods. I don't think that it's anything extraordinary. I didn't find it as funny as the first film, but I found it funny enough and enough to recommend. I certainly think that those who got a kick out of Deadpool are probably going to be pleased with the result of Deadpool 2. So I'm going to give Deadpool 2 three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do think this is a worthwhile film for those people who like this kind of movie. If you, if you like the raunchy interplay, certainly you have to see Deadpool before seeing this. So that's really the ultimate litmus test. If you've seen the original Deadpool and you liked it, you'll probably like Deadpool 2. If you haven't seen it yet, give Deadpool a shot, and then you can determine whether or not Deadpool 2 will be something that you want to endeavor to go see in the theaters. So three stars out of four for Deadpool 2. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. Click the subscribe button if you haven't done so already, and you'll continue to get my reviews as they come out throughout the course of this year and beyond. I also want to mention that I do another podcast covering, speaking of 1980s and 1980s films, Covering films of the 1980s, that's called Around the World in 80s Movies. Search for Around the World in 80s Movies wherever you're listening to this right now, and you'll find it. I'm up to about 32 films reviewed now as the, at the time of this recording, so we're really kicking up into high gear there. I'm very proud of the work that I do there, so I hope that you'll check it out at the very least. Until next time, thanks everyone for joining me for the Quipster Film Review Podcast, and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the